Hello and welcome to this episode of the Living Business Podcast. Over the course of this series, you'll be hearing from regional business owners and market experts on themes such as energy efficiency, waste management and sustainability strategy. Thank you very much for joining this very important topic of sustainability in hotels, universities and schools. We're very excited as part of the Living Business Programme to be running this webinar. Um, We've had a lot of participation from um, hotels, universities and schools this year in the programme. So I wanted to begin by introducing Samuel. Samuel is the QA manager at JA Results and Hotels. Uh, Samuel has been at JA, uh, JA Resorts for 12 years. And I think Samuel, when you, when you, shortly after you arrived there, you put your hand up and asked if you could to take on responsibility for the hotel sustainability. Maybe you can tell us about some of the challenges you faced along the way over those 12 years and some of the achievements that JA Resorts has seen um, while you've been there. Thank you so much, uh, Keith. In terms of challenges, one of the greatest challenges is convincing our owners and our board, especially the senior leadership, when it comes to a project that is a green or a, you know, a sustainable uh, sort of a project that we want to implement across the group. Normally, the first thing that I've noticed uh, that you asked across board is uh, what is the return on investment? And the achievements that I would say for us as a company was uh, implementing a water bottling plant on site at J Resorts and Hotels. You know, we used to have these small uh, bottles of water which we used to keep in guest rooms. And as you can imagine, we used to about 1.7 million bottles uh, would either end up on landfill or in the sea. So taking that decision of implementing a water bottling uh, uh, plant on site and then having, uh, you know, packaging water in glass bottles was a very cautious decision where we actually spent over 1 million dirhams across the group. And now we increased the size of the glass bottles that we send to guest rooms to one liter. So that means we are now, we have converted from single-use plastic into glass bottles, which we are recycling. Uh, across their operations. As you can imagine, uh, here, here at the resort, we have about 800 room keys. So it's a huge and massive operations to transport uh, the bottles across the three hotels. And uh, that also requires a lot of logistics. We require also a team that would work uh, behind the scenes on a day-to-day operation. And we, we usually call the team an aqua team. So <laughs> we made a little bit of fun around the project and we, 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 we call them aqua team. Who They are the team who are actually responsible to deliver water across uh, all the guest rooms at the resort. So I can say those two were the challenges, convincing the owners, convincing the leadership, but also uh, you can see that uh, our owners are also very passionate about, uh, you know, sustainability and they can take the cautious decision of investing over 1 million uh, dirhams to do the right thing. Samuel, thank you very much. That was very clear, very helpful, very insightful. Yes, I think ROI is, is, is usually very high up the agenda before anything gets signed off. Um, in, 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 in any of our institutions. Interesting, I mean, we see the same across um, other industries as well, that actually in this region, investment in water saving initiatives and water recycling, water conservation, they, they have very, very short paybacks. Um, electricity conservation, a little bit longer, and of course then renewables um, in Dubai at least, uh, is often about seven years, depending on the project. I always say to companies, please look at your water and electricity conservation before you start installing, thinking about installing solar. Maybe I can introduce now Michael. Michael is from um, STS. STS is a leading 
um, electrical, instrumental and commissioning services company. Um, and I know STS in the Middle East has actually bran branched out. I think you've branched out a little bit from the, from the international business in terms of um, focusing heavily on renewable strategies and some renewable technologies. Um, can you say a bit more about what's driving that and, and where it's leading you, Michael? We saw huge interest in sustainability. Um, all new designs are sustainable. Um, so we do know a bit about it. If you look at buildings, right, um, 60 to 70% of energy consumption is lighting, HVAC, and obviously your water consumption then. So we felt if we could incorporate that, look at the fabric of your building, your insulation properties, your heat gain through solar, thermal, all that, okay? It would be quite easy for us to to expand out and cover the sustainability of buildings. So I suppose they're the, they're the main reasons, Keith, why we have branched out. Um, like Samuel said earlier on, the return on investment in Abu Dhabi, a little bit of a challenge, okay? There is some systems where we can get it down to two years, under two years, other systems, um, a little bit higher. Um, as you said, Keith, there is a big focus, a better understanding, I would say, of clients on renewables, on solar panels, whereas you try to say to them, actually reduce the amount of energy you're wasting, use what you have a lot more efficiently, deal with the over designs that were done in buildings 10, 15, maybe even five years ago. Excellent news, Mike. But I want to find, introduce our final panelist now, William, William Ward. William is the Regional Director uh, for the Middle East and Africa of Green Eco Technologies. William, uh, I know Green Eco Technologies, I, it's, it's a very broad, it sounds like a very broad name, you have a very broad name, but I think you specialise in food waste. Uh, maybe you can say a little bit more about uh, why, why the specialisation in food waste and, and what you're doing there. Thank you, Keith. Um, I just want to reiterate uh, the previous panellists and to hear about water consumption, um, I guess that's where we're coming from as well. And why is that important where food waste or food waste processing is concerned? There's a lot of water used to process food waste. There's chemicals used and in some cases there's a lot of high heat and we wanted to avoid all those. Um, the whole process is that if you think about our strap line, don't waste your waste, we know that that food waste at the end has a value. So we created a patented technology that doesn't use water. How can you use a valuable commodity in water to process food waste, then flush it into the drainage system? It's just not acceptable. So we have a patented technology that not only repurposes the food waste, it reduces it by 70 to 80 percent, on the volume processed, it's processed on site and it also destroys all the pathogens. So you end up with a nice neutral sterile product that, as you know, if you leave food waste, especially in the heat of Dubai or UAE, that will deteriorate very, very quickly. So our end result gives us uh, a product. We call it a residue that for those of you who haven't seen it, looks very much like a large coffee granules. We've changed the whole complexity of it, but it has two key values. One is what we call a calorific value. And typically outside of the UAE, that's used um, as a fuel for anaerobic digestion to create green electricity. The other key ingredient or the output is the, um, the, the value, the nutrient value, 
which we use in the UAE, and it goes then to organic farms, and it's used as a soil enhancer to go back in the soil. It helps retain the moisture in the soil to grow more produce. The produce goes back in the kitchen. It ends up on the plate. That food waste ends up back in our wastemaster system, and the process starts all over again. So we've closed the loop, and we've created the circular economy. Fantastic. It sounds amazing. And I think it's something that uh, yeah, all, many institutions in the region should be exploring and looking at very seriously because the, you know, it, it, is a, it is a significant step up from a lot of other technologies that are on the market to deal with, with, to deal with food waste. Um, Samuel, I know you've, you've been looking at food waste at JA Resorts yourself. How has that process gone? What have you been looking at? And what are you aiming to achieve and where are you now? So the amount of food waste that we generate here on site, I personally believe is about 40 to 60 percent of the waste that ends up in the landfill or that goes back again uh, to the skip and back to the landfill. One of the things that we've done um, to counter this is first of all by implementing a, a, a tool that uh, we, have, we have partnered with a company called Wino. So basically what we what we know does uh, in partnership with us is that we are focusing the we are focusing the food waste so basically it helps the chefs to prepare less food on the next day for example if it's scrambled eggs that are being produced uh, way more than uh, the norm we normally uh, use the data that we collect from there in order to be able to plan our buffets and then in order for us to close the loop, we are now looking at uh, partnership with, uh, with uh, possibly with uh, Green Ecotech in how we can uh, close the loop completely by, again, uh, looking at how we can have the waste master on site. And then from the waste master, we want to be able to create a sort of, uh, you know, all the organic waste goes into the waste master. And then from there, we can, we can get the soil conditioner that we can use again for the greenery for the resort, because we have a big golf course and uh, we have a lot of our landscape to do across the resort. So that's one of the things that we want to do. And uh, in that aspect, we are actually closing the loop. Could I just, could I just jump in there? We have a, the old adage, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And if we ask any facility, any property, whether it's hotel, university, ask anybody how much food waste you have and they have no clue. The best you get is we have a lot because it typically goes into the general waste and it ends up in landfill. That is a challenge in its own right because of the carbon emissions, the methane emissions, which are 25 to 27 times worse than carbon. We have a software on board that measures, we, we have telemetry and we're weighing all the food waste that gets processed. And what it does, going back to if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. To go back to Samuel's point, it's very, very interesting when you can bring to the forefront how much food waste is actually coming out of the back end of a hotel, a university, schools, uh, catering facilities, mm -hmm. and it helps focus the mind. And when they see how many kilograms, it helps them go back and look at why are we putting so much in the landfill that we can stop producing so much in the first place. Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Maybe we can we can jump back now to to energy, uh, energy efficiency and retrofitting and improving the energy efficiency of the assets we we already have, which in many cases are, um, uh, you know, are, are maybe 10, 20 years old. Uh, where there is a lot of scope for, for improvement. I want, Michael, I wanted to come back to you. I know you, you, meant, you mentioned that you have been investing or, or you've been, uh, you, you are representing a number of technologies 
which can improve the energy efficiency of, of new and old buildings. Can you say a bit more about some of those? And, and maybe if you have some specific case studies from uh, schools, universities and hotels, that would be particularly relevant to this group. I can, yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, we've looked at it in two ways, right? We've looked at the fabric of the building, which would be your passive controls, right? We've used Coolar cooling technology, which is a, a roofing product. It's a polymer, goes on a roof, it increases your solar reflective index. So that means uh, the sun doesn't heat the building as much. The roof doesn't absorb heat as much. Like William said, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. It's not specific to a school now, to be fair, right? It's, it's more of a production facility for one month in June. I think we, uh, the building size was 1,500 square metres, and we saved about 30% on their cooling cost, mostly water, okay? Um, that was over, over the course of a month. Obviously, the savings would be greater in August. We've done a big case study on a big hotel in Abu Dhabi. Real good products. One is uh, thermodynamic hot water generation. It's a product by Energy. Return on investment, four years, but saving them maybe about four to 500,000 dirham per annum on their water generation cost, okay? It's huge savings. Especially now, oil prices are probably up for the foreseeable future. But just to get back again, we do measure and we do make sure we're able to, to manage the product, you know. We do the studies to measure the consumption, whether that's kilowatt hours, convert that back to a cost, okay. So there's loads of technologies out there. I just wanted to go, go back briefly to you, Samuel, on waste. Um, you talked a bit about some of the phenomenal uh, savings you've made in terms of plastic waste. But when you look at your waste holistically, what, what's your strategy there? What's going on? We are reversing a lot of the amount of waste that, you know, usually would end up in the skips. Uh, we know that uh, things like metal we can recycle and we can sell that for value. Uh, we know there are things like carton boxes that we have now increased uh, the size at which uh, we have about a 20 CBM skip where we collect carton boxes. We generate money out of recyclable waste. And out of that, we've actually now uh, put in place a team, where, a green team, where we have a, a number of associates who are helping to increase recycling at the resort. So we incentivize them on a monthly basis. So we make money out of the recycling, uh, you know, uh, uh, single use, uh, whatever, if it's plastic or if it's carton boxes or if it's used cooking oil. We make money out of it, we incentivize the associates, but at the same time, it, waste can be a revenue generating uh, uh, a tool for, for us, especially as a company, because we have a very big, uh, you know, we can generate a lot of waste um, from the resort. Really good points there. Again, I'm emphasizing the importance of data, which I think all of the speakers have, have focused on on this webinar. Um, really important to have the data before you start. And then you're actually the second person I've spoken to this week who's talked about how they've managed to start monetizing their waste and, and then reinvesting the money they're getting from that waste into more waste recycling. So just a, a fantastic feedback loop um, as right. and when you, you, know, you start monetizing your, uh, the more valuable waste streams. Fantastic, fantastic. I just want to go around very quickly, Dr. Payman, any key takeaways that you want to give to the audience here about uh, implementing sustainability in schools and universities particularly? We need to educate people about the extent of their uh, behavior and their impacts on the environment. And that's the key point. Thank you, Keith. Um, just, just to wrap up, I guess, it's all about automation. And the least you can have you, humans involved, the less to go wrong. Thank you, thank you. Michael, any final thoughts? Just as suppose for building owners, a long-term strategy is very important. 
You don't have to do everything right away. Yeah. Start off with low-hanging fruit. You know, a small investment. You can start to see savings, encourage you to make more savings. Yes. And that is critical, yeah? Okay, brilliant. Samuel, any final words? Uh, collaborate more and uh, leave no one behind because sustainability is not a plan B because we do not have a planet B. Thank you very much. Thank you all the gentlemen very much indeed. That was really insightful. I really enjoyed it. I hope our audience also really enjoyed listening to it. Thank you all very much. Really appreciate your time. Take care and uh, all the very best with your sustainability challenges uh, over the coming months. That's it for this edition of the Living Business Podcast. We look forward to welcoming you to the next episode. Thank you.